So this is lightning, and I am in uh, Long Beach, California, and my good buddy Holman is in Moab, Utah. And I think you're having all the fun this week. You are, what are you, what are you doing exactly? Yeah, so uh, I'm out here at Moab Easter Jeep Safari, which is uh, like the biggest off-roading event of the year. And uh, we're out here. Um, it's amazing. There's probably, I don't know, 5,000 Jeeps in town, maybe more. And uh, people spend the whole week wheeling. And this is like uh, SEMA for the off-road industry. We have almost every major company who's a player in the off-road market is here this week. So wait, this is an industry-only event or this is open to the public? This, this is a public event, right? It's been going on for 20 some odd years? Like 50 years. Um, oh, this is a Yeah, this is an open event, public event run by the Red Rock Four Wheelers. It's a club out here in, in uh, Moab, Utah. And uh, they have trail runs every day. And uh, it's become a huge industry event probably over the last 15 years. Amazing town. And a lot of us come out here and we bring our Jeeps and trucks and wheel and uh, bring our mountain bikes and do some mountain biking. And it's just uh, it's freaking awesome. Like, it's hard to explain um, until you come here to, to really understand just how amazing the experience in the town is. Now, are you in a bathroom right now? Because it's, it's kind of echoey. Are, are you, where are you <laughs> exactly? I'm not. I'm actually in the basement of a building that I rented an office with a high-speed uh, internet so that we could do this remote and keep our podcast going. Because as you know, uh, we're on, this is episode four, uh, believe it or not. And uh, yeah, we're, so we're here and we had to make it happen even though I was out of town. So wait, uh, for those people who don't know, explain your day job and why you're there. Yeah, okay. So uh, so yeah, I have a day job and uh, I'm the content director. <laughs> wait, wait, it's not all podcasts all the time? No, no. This is uh, our side job, if you will. Um, I'm the content director for a, a bunch of brands, uh, JP and Four Wheeler and Peterson's 401 Off-Road, along with a bunch of other truck magazines like Trucking and Diesel Power and Truck Trend. And uh, this is a huge event out here for the Four Wheeler side of my house. And uh, we're out here with, uh, with all of our editors and... Uh, we're here with our industry friends, and we're wheeling and covering the event. Dude, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. It sounds so amazing. It's A, it's Utah, and B, it's it's Moab, and C, you've got all the major players and all the fans, and it's a super good vibe, and I don't know. we, we got to get into the show. You ready? Can we hit it? All right, here yeah, we go. Yeah, let's do it. All right. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with we have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the, the truck, truck show, show, the truck show. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. Hey, we're back. Yeah. All right. Not so loud with you. You're just you're pegging the needles on this end of this fancy system. <laughs> I get excited. We have what can I, tell you? I, I know. I know. You know what's funny is we're connected with some fancy digital line here. We can talk to us. And you were singing a about a half a second behind on the intro. You have no <laughs> idea. It was like it was the truck show, and you're like show, show, show. Yeah, yeah. It was bad. It was bad. So tell me, describe the scene there, Holman. What does it look like? Is it like King of the Hammers in a way that it just takes over? you know, a, a square mile of, of, of land? What's it look like? Mm, that's an interesting question. No. So it's funny because when you go to SEMA, you're at a convention center. When you go to King of the Hammers, you're on the lake bed. And then the activities sort of happen in a general area nearby. Well, this is the town of Moab, Utah. And we're probably out in 100 square miles or more. 
Um, it's a little town, uh, a little tourist town, uh, lots of adventure and action sports kind of things happen here, biking, kayaking, river. It's on the Colorado River, and it's this town at the base of these giant cliffs. Have you ever seen, like, you know, Disney's cars with the Cadillac fins, you know? Uh, that's what it's like here. It's the real deal. Um, these cliffs are along, you know, the side of town. The highway parallels them, and then there's trails everywhere. And so people during the day all go out on the trails together and then at night we get together and have you know parties and industry events and and dinners and keep up with each other and uh the day is r d and testing and having fun and then we kind of bring back all of our knowledge and people you know chew the fat and share their stories at the end of the day and uh if you were to stand in downtown moab at the main drag on main street uh on the highway you will see thousands of jeeps go driving by uh during the day it's amazing so my first question is do you really chew the fat? <laughs> and then, then well, my second question is, who says that? What are you, 95? Plus, we yeah. sat around the campfire and chewed the fat. Well, you know, <laughs> lightning, I, I like to chew the fat with my friends out in the desert here in Utah. What is that about? Okay, so uh, you and your old phraseology. Um, well, I'm the guy trying to keep groovy alive. I don't know what that what that's about. I personally like rad. So you, no, you can't steal rad because rad is my word. I, I, you can have my groovy. You can steal that one, but you can't have the rad. Rad no, is like straight 86. I'm keeping that Absolutely. on. No, rad is not yours. It is yes. not your. No, you're mental. Rad is so mine. I include rad in stories just to keep it in the vernacular of, uh, of Americana. So it's important well, to me. This show, this podcast, the Truck Show podcast. Rad is rad. yours. Yeah. All right. yeah this is rad. rad. I think we actually had a uh, review where the guy said that our podcast was rad. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, so. by the way, I got to tell you, I know you were talking about Moab here, and we're going to talk about all the Jeeps. And um, So my mom is a listener. I can. No, you said she wasn't. That's not I true. I know that. I know that. No, so here's the thing is that she now she is. So That's now, awesome. And, and she, oh, God, hold on, I got to read this. Oh, hold on. Oh, I just dropped my phone. I apologize. <laughs> this is uh, great podcasting. Hold on. I'm going to scroll down. It's probably like a couple days ago. Lee. Her name is Lee. Oh, here it is. Hi, Lee. Hi, Mrs. Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to your truck show podcasts, and while I don't understand most of what you're talking about, or maybe none, I love the enthusiasm you and Holman have for all things truck. It shines wow. through and makes the show very entertaining and informative. Cheers and kudos. I love wow. it. That's from mom. Wow. She, she has never owned a truck. <laughs> so so in episode three, we asked for everybody to kind of give us feedback and in, in, in reviews and stuff. And we got a few more this week. We have I think 27 or 28 five stars on iTunes. So thank you so much to all the listeners. But um, one of them um, that I really liked was one that came in a couple of days ago. And it says, uh, it's from the Wolf 527. He says, my absolute favorite podcast, even while out on a Navy ship, I can get my truck fixed. Great job, guys. How awesome is that? Uh, yeah, that's really cool. That's really, really cool. All right, let's go in, going back to, to the Moab. So it's, it was started by a Jeep uh, club, and and it, so it's thousands of Jeeps. Is this bigger than Jeep Beach or the big Jeep event in, oh, yeah. in New Jersey? Oh, huge. Way, way bigger. Way bigger. It is. Yeah. There are people from uh, countries all over the world who are here, and probably all 50 states represented, I would imagine. I think last year I saw Hawaii plate, so I'm going to assume that uh, there's some Hawaiians here, but I like to explain it to people who've never come here before. It's Mecca for Jeepers. Okay. So we're the, we're the truck show podcast. And I know a lot of people are like, uh, I, I, I'm out. I'm not in, I'm not a Jeep guy. And I think that there is some kind of cross pollinization oh, yeah. these days. There yeah. was, there are people that just identify as Jeepers. Wouldn't you agree? And then there are guys that just do lifted trucks, just do lower trucks. Yeah. But you got to remember too, that 
you know, a lot of these guys are towing their Jeeps out with a full-size truck. So you are not missing any full-size trucks in town. There's everything from uh, old, you know, Fords to brand new GMCs and Super Duties, Rams. And they're, the, a lot of these tow rigs are as built up as the, the Jeeps that are on the trailer. So um, there's a lot of fans in town who are just off-roaders and they, they love it no matter what. So the, the crossover is huge here. There's, um, in fact, there's a guy that used to be the editor of Off-Road Magazine, Jared Jones. You might know him. Mm-hmm. Um, Jared actually puts on a uh, trail ride every year called the uh, Full Size Invasion, and he invites full sizes that are in Moab to go wheel together. It's really cool. Give me the give me the ratio trucks to jeeps out there. I mean, I I know is it ninety ten? Yeah, is probably ninety five five. Okay, eighty five fifteen maybe. Eight and not eighty seven thirteen. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, it's funny is uh, there's a lot of cool old like Willys jeeps out here, so, um, and so the pickups, you know, not just the flat fenders, but like, the old Willys pickups, and there's old uh, full size jeep pickups that are out here, and Wagoneers and Super Duties. I mean, it's a huge eclectic mix, and it's funny because there's no two jeeps that are the same, there's no two trucks that are the same, and you'll see everything from. You know, today I just saw the American Force truck rolling around. It looks like your bro dozer. You know, the, yeah, uh, yeah, the rock yeah. Pressure. How and dare then, you? How dare <laughs> you? <laughs> what do you attribute this to, like the growth of Moab as an event? Was it organic growth or did the companies that make Jeep parts just hop all over that? And, and is that what the explosive growth? You know, it has huge industry support. Um, Duh, right? I mean, you're going to be here. This is where other people are. But it's organically grown throughout the years. It's bigger and bigger every every year. I remember back in the mid 2000s when the economy wasn't so great. It was like a ghost town here. You would even never even know that happened based on how many people are in town. Moab's been growing with new hotels and restaurants, and it's kind of becoming a grown up city. And it's so important that you know brands like Hummer when they were around came out here and had a booth. Toyota, Ford. Um, Jeep always has a booth in town where they um, reveal a number of concept vehicles as well as their production models. And, and there's a lot of um, what's, you know, kind of the industry insider stuff that, that we've been talking about. There's a lot of um, engineers, designers, and product planners who are also in town because they want to talk to their, to their, um, uh, their customers. And so it's not just Jeep. There's other manufacturers wanting to learn about why the Jeep brand is so successful. And they're here learning all about it by talking to the Jeep customers. It's pretty uh, pretty cool. There's there's a lot of insider baseball happening over here. Jeeps have kind of taken over. Um, and, and the guys at Four Wheel Parts, which I guess they're up to like 75 stores, they're killing it with Jeep stuff right now. I don't know... Is it just a fad? Is it that it, that Jeeps are better than they've ever been before? Or what? what is it? Well, the new JL just came out, which is the code name for the current body style. It's been out two months. The JK was the vehicle before that, which was launched in uh, 2007. And the Wrangler JK actually is the vehicle that saved the off-road industry. Yeah, if it weren't for the success of the JK during the economic downturn, many of these companies wouldn't be here. Because the JK was so successful, and it's and it, according to Seam, it's the most modified vehicle out there, period, even more than Mustangs, Camaros, and everything really? else. Yeah. Um, and so it saved the entire industry. And now we have the JL, which just got, uh, just got released. You can buy them finally now uh, for the past two months of dealerships. We thought we might see, you know, like 20 JLs here, and they'd all be like industry-owned. I have literally seen almost 100 J- JLs here. And... <laughs> Every company has one, but there are actually consumers out wheeling the heck out of them. Plus, Jeep has theirs here. It's okay. so awesome. I'm like, it's 
amazing. And going back to your question, yes, it's Jeeps are better than they've ever been. You can do some extreme off-roading. It's a lot of fun, but you're not giving up much on the highway. Uh, it's a great all-around vehicle, better than it's than it's ever been in terms of being a well-rounded choice. Jeep is not paying us for this. <laughs> I gotta no, say, I no, wish they, they were. Right. I would love them to be sponsored, but they're not. This is crazy. I, you know, it's weird. It's wa- interesting as a truck guy watching Jeeps take off and kind of. Well, uh, you want me to blow your mind? Yeah. You ready? Next year, the uh, Jeep Wrangler pickup truck, the Scrambler, will be out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now I know. So now I'm. Yeah, I know. A lot of people are torn now. They're like, "Am right. I a Jeep guy? Am I a truck guy?" And it's supposed to be pretty uh, badass from everything that I've heard. And yeah. man, the the going back to the midsize truck market, um, it's exploding. So in the next couple of years, we'll have obviously right now we have Tacoma, which is is the sales leader. We have the Chevy Colorado and GMC Canyon, which are really really good trucks. We've got the Ranger coming back out. We've got the Nissan Frontier redesign coming, and we've got the uh, the Wrangler JT truck coming. So um, it's it's awesome to see. Um, Everybody asking questions and trying to figure out, you know, um, more about the Jeep truck because that's the buzz in town right now. So to recap, you're in Moab, Utah, population 5,200 people during a normal work week. I think it ballooned up to what? How many people there this week? Jeez, tens of thousands. And you've got access to all the press folk. And I guess you have a round of interviews that you can share with us. Is that true? Yeah. So uh, so last night I figured, you know, you and I are doing this remote. So it's going to be really hard to get a guest like we would normally have. So we kind of decided, hey, well, if we can uh, do this remote. I'll take my recorder out. And uh, there was a big industry party last night. So I grabbed a bu- as many people as I could and just started talking to them uh, about their, their experience here in Moab and, and what they do. And you know what's so awesome about it? And you'll hear it in the interviews. I had a ton of people coming up to me telling me that on their drive out to Moab, which from SoCal, where you know I come from, is a 12-hour drive. Don't like, tell yeah. me they were listening to this. Don't yes. tell me they were listening to our yes. podcast. <laughs> I had people say, I binge-watched all three. It's awesome. And I'm like, wait, are you talking about our podcast? <laughs> so I had people, I listened to all three episodes. I've been saving them because I knew I had a big drive, and you guys are awesome. And I had, I must have had seven or eight people in Moab come up to me and go, dude, you Jerry Roswell. And it was just, that's not normal for me, right? Like, yeah. like nobody knows who I am. I just write some stuff and I have a byline that appears in a magazine or whatever. So, so, so Holman, I, I've got a new intro because this is like for when we cover events and I, I think you might get a kick out of this. All right, here we go. Let's do it. I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. I've got four chrome rims and a steering wheel. <laughs> oh oh, wow. Where did that come from? Yeah, you oh, like uh, you like the Beck feel there, right? Wow. Uh, yeah. 90s All alternative. Right. I'm good with that. <laughs> I like it. Tell me about guys crashing their brand new, beautiful Jeeps. It happens out there, doesn't it? Yeah, and in fact, uh, <laughs> an interview with uh, with a friend of ours. That, All right, that don't rolled. don't spoil it. Don't spoil All it. Right. If you got, if you, we're right. talking, okay, because I know there's carnage. Let's hit this. Hey, I'm here in uh, Moab Easter Jeep Safari with my good friend Tony Carvalho of Dynatrack. He's a engineer over there. But hey, Tony, tell us what you used to do. Uh, I was the uh, Jeep Wrangler product planning manager. So that's a pretty important role. So you were the guy who was helping to make sure that the Wrangler JL ca- that everybody has out here this year came out the way it should have been. 
Uh, uh, you could say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now you work for Dynatrack, which is a uh, premier axle manufacturer. I would agree, yes. You got plenty of uh, axles out here under Jeeps, but you guys also make a ton of uh, full-size truck parts as well, right? Yeah, truck parts, uh, Jeep parts, um, pretty much custom parts for, for racing applications. Yep. Not just axles. You do ball joints and steering and, and hubs and, and brakes and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. So what's your favorite part about Moab? My favorite part of Moab, uh, uh, getting together with everyone in the industry. It's fantastic. Yeah, this is sort of like SEMA for the off-road community, right? I would agree. And yeah. and a great lady. I'm, I got to pause it right there. You know, I, yeah. I just realized I was talking to somebody else. I live in a world where I think everyone knows what SEMA is, the Specialty Equipment <laughs> Manufacturer Association. And, sure. I, and I think that I'm an asshole because of that. Uh, um, what people people don't like inside jargon. I know that that's true. They don't like, you know, like, oh, I got some hot, some crazy EGR temps and that. And and then the person you're talking to just nods their head like they know what EGR stands for. <laughs> you know, I... Exhaust gas recirculation for those of you playing at home. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and see, I just committed the same faux pas. And so like, I assume people know what SEMA is and it they, yeah, they, they're not in the industry, they don't. So we all, I think that it's becoming kind of... M- you know, vernacular, like people just are, I don't know. What do you think? Do people know what SEMA is? I mean, I think that people listening to the podcast do because they're enthusiasts. But yeah, for those who don't, SEMA is the biggest industry show uh, that's in Vegas every year. And it's where all the manufacturers in the automotive aftermarket, off-road, on-road, hot rod, performance, OE, everybody comes to, to one place to show off their new wares and uh, set trends for the coming year and, and coming few years. And uh, it's actually like the second or third largest trade show in Las Vegas. I believe they bring over 100,000 people to town when that happens. So obviously, for those of you who, who've never been, it's an amazing experience that happens every year in November. And it's really important to, uh, to the automotive industry. Yeah, and it's not open to the public. So we jackasses talk about it as if anyone could go and you can't. Sure. So yeah. I feel I feel sometimes I feel dirty about it. But now there's, you know what it is. <laughs> I know, and, and it's now, awesome. Now, and now you get the reference. Well, it's way better, right? Because yeah. at SEMA, we're we're all in a convention center all day long. Here we're out on the trail wheeling and, and spending time together. And then we come out and yeah. hang out at night, go to parties and, and catch up. And also the, it's the same part. Um, what I do love is is all the crowds of um, enthusiasts that come over yeah. here and celebrate uh, the Jeeps and, sure. and, and off-roading. Yeah, Seamus closed to the, it's the industry only. Correct. And so you don't get to talk to your customers. Yeah. Here it's different. You actually get to talk to your customers. Absolutely. And you get one-on-one feedback, one-on-one information better understanding of what the you know the enthusiasts are doing yeah so i i, I love it so here i am with mike from rugged radio and uh mike you hey, guys you have a great company so uh so going back to your uh, your intro on talking about carnage this is uh this is the interview that talks a little bit about <laughs> carnage oh, no, <laughs> so, okay. so i'll set it up uh-huh. for you here do a lot of stuff with uh with the enthusiasts from radio standpoint whether it's a trail ride with jeeps or out desert racing um you guys do a ton of cool projects you kind of had a little bit of a cool Moab story. Didn't start out so cool, but but the ending's okay. Yeah, so we were on a three-day trip from Arizona, making our way to Moab, Utah. On the last day, we got a little anxious and a little excited and ended up rolling the Jeep off the side of a, a dirt road a couple times. Um, myself and my co-driver were hurt, but okay. One of the guys actually drove the Jeep back to Moab for us, and then uh, I ended up getting a ride here. So that's that's the sucky part, right? I mean, obviously, I'm glad you guys are okay, and and that stuff happened. By the way, uh, lightning. Yeah, I I found out later that he was doing the interview, so he had a hat on his head, okay, hiding the staples that were in his head. I didn't realize that until after. Yeah, until after we had talked, um, they rolled the jeep and pieces of the inside, like the power tank, uh, which is an air air uh, tank, CO2 tank for filling up air in your tires, came uh, came loose. It was strapped down. 
and landed in the lap of the passenger, and they got beat up uh, pretty pretty good. Uh, but yeah, he was he was like, I'm doing okay. He had staples in his head. It's like, oh my god, I had no idea till after the interview. So uh, well, so, so I was more concerned with the fact that you didn't ask him why and how he rolled it. Like, what was he avoiding or what was going on there? Well, yeah, I mean, they're going down a dirt road and uh, and uh, they uh, pitched it sideways, and and for whatever reason, um, the jeep you know dug in and it ended up rolling but that's not on the tape i just told you (laughs) (laughs) i think more importantly what's cool is sort of the the community of moab and and what you found when you got into town so tell us a little bit about that yeah so ironically i think it was the day after i got here a friend of ours martin with milestar tires uh ended up rolling over in one of the hot tubs um, so Ricky, oh, by the RCD, way, let's explain that really quick. That online. So the hot tubs are uh, these rock, basically uh, these big divots in the rock that you can drive a Jeep down and then back up. Right. Oh, fill- yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen these things. They are they're yes. not just these are not just small hot tubs. These things are probably I mean, they're larger than 20 a 20 feet deep, 10 okay. feet wide and maybe 50 feet. 40 feet long so uh, for fun and they fill up when it rains which is why they got the hot tub name and so guys to show off on the trail especially on one of the famous trails out here hell's revenge you know everybody will kind of show their driving acumen or the stickiness of their tires or their suspension or their horsepower or their gearing or whatever they want to show off and crowds assemble around the tops of these hot tubs and they go and they drive in well uh, Martin, this was a video that showed up on all of our friends' uh, Facebook pages, was driving out, got it sideways, pointed the nose airborne, and uh, it rolled back. And so that's what he's oh, referring to. no. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, and uh, it's it awful looked, when your friend gets it on video. Ended up rolling over in one of the hot tubs. Um, so Ricky from RCV posted a video of that online. And uh, a local person in Moab actually commented on there saying, hey, if you need a windshield uh, frame or a hood, I've got one. Here's my phone number. I knew that Martin didn't actually need the windshield and hood because his rollover wasn't as bad as mine. So I ended up getting a hold of uh, this guy, and uh, he had a windshield frame ready to go and picked it up today. 20 minutes later, had a new windshield, and now I'm not freezing my butt off <laughs> driving down the highway. Yeah, it's pretty cold this year. Uh, that's a great story that kind of shows the camaraderie here, not only with the enthusiasts and the companies, but everybody that comes into town. Moab, for all of us, like off-roading is a totally special place. And tell us a little bit about Rugged Radio and, and why you guys love coming to Moab so much. Yeah, this, this place is awesome. Um, I mean, radio communication is essential. You know, a great example, too, is when we crashed, uh, we absolutely needed our radios to get a hold of our other group to get medical assistance. Um, out here, too, with the big groups, the Jeep Jamboree groups and everything, there's 50 to 100 vehicles, you know, going on these trails. It's essential to get everyone in line. No one's lost. No one's stuck and, you know, left behind. Um, so the two-way radios that we offer are great for that. The communication distance from one to three miles to 50 miles. Um, Dan Mick, uh, Jeep Tours, he uses our radios as well, and he can't say enough great things about our radios, being able to talk to anyone from all these trails here, even into town. So it's it's a great tool to have on the trail other than your Jeep. It's yeah, right. safety I mean, and fun. It's safety. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just like having a fire extinguisher. There's so many of us out here, it's pretty easy to find somebody. I, I use one of your handheld radios and, and uh, when I'm wheeling as well. So are you, uh, Jeep's okay, and you guys are planning to do some more wheeling this week? Jeep's a little hurt, honestly, not as bad as I thought. Um, axle's bent, but it's still drivable. We already went wheeling out today in area BFE. Uh, tomorrow we're going to go do Cane Creek, so I'm not stopping <laughs> just because the windshield's broken. I, I'm still still going to go. I got to say, Holman, uh, you're a pretty good interviewer. 
Hey, thanks. I mean, no, I mean, I'm not being sarcastic. Like you're, you're, you're out there alone. You're solo. You know, it's, uh, you didn't have anyone to, to bounce questions off of and not bad. Let's keep going. All right. Here I am with. Uh... No, no, no. I'm, I'm lying. You stink. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> what do you expect? All right, here I am with uh, Gary Wifter from FabTech. And we're... Oh, Gary. I love Gary. Yeah, I love dude, me some Gary hilarious. Wifter. You guys don't know Gary <laughs> Wifter, but Gary Wifter has been with, I don't know, he was FabTech employee number two. And if you're not from the West Coast, you, you may have heard of FabTech. There are suspensions. You've seen them in catalogs. and you've seen... FabTech is iconic in Southern California. They were the first guys doing... Set what quote unquote? I'm doing air quotes right now. Long travel suspension <laughs> for Toyotas and stuff. When there was and Rangers you know, and, and all Rangers, sorts of stuff. the they whole started thing. that scene. Gary's a rock star here. We out go. here at uh, Easter Jeep Safari in Moab, Utah, and uh, Gary, you guys are out here. Obviously, the big buzz around town is the new Wrangler JL, and uh, you guys have your new suspension system, and you've been playing with it all week. Yeah, we're super excited about that. Honestly, um, this JL is an all different animal than what we've seen in the past. This year, we're putting uh, some bypass shocks on it and uh, really testing the suspension to its fullest. We're super excited about it. And as we all know, the JT pickup truck is coming in a year. Are you guys excited, as excited about that as we are? Absolutely. We can't wait to get our hands on that. We're pickup guys. That's what we do. Yeah. So that's going to be natural for us. Yeah, I mean, you guys started basically with pickup trucks back in the day when uh, when Fabtech first got launched. I mean, you guys were doing two-wheel drive Ranger kits and cool stuff like that. Yeah, in 1989, we started with ball joint spacers and upper <laughs> control arms. That was our bread and butter. Yep. But today we're taking it to a whole new level suspension's much different today than sure. it is uh was back then and shock technologies is crazy we can do yeah. a lot more with that yeah shock technology is amazing so speaking of rangers everybody knows that rangers coming out for 2019 are you guys uh, looking forward to doing anything with that as well yeah we're going to work with ford on this and do something and debut it at sema so we're super excited about that uh actually i have the nda so i can't talk a lot about that right now <laughs> Understood. but we're super excited about getting our hands on that unfortunately nda yeah, NDA, non-disclosure. <laughs> uh, what is this then? Non- non-disclosure yeah, non-disclosure agreement. Agreement, yes. Yep. It's the thing you, you sign to keep the uh, yeah, that if you violate lawyers or guys in dark suits with crowbars show up at your front door uh, ready to hurt you. But we're super excited about getting our hands on that. Unfortunately, we just won't have it long enough. Yeah. But I think we're going to get it in late September. And uh, we'll have it ready for November. Yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to uh, seeing that truck at, uh, at SEMA. And, uh, you know, everybody comes out. Moab's such an amazing place. What is, you know, what is the importance of Moab to the, fact, the uh, Fabtech crew? You know, I think it's out getting out with the people that are on the trail daily. Um, for me, it's super exciting. I've been in this industry 30 years and getting out and meet with my industry peers, seeing what they're doing and why they're doing that and how we can apply that when we get back to work on Monday. Awesome. Uh, Hopefully uh, you'll get a few days off after uh, traveling back home and uh, we'll enjoy the rest of the week. Yeah, thank you very much. You guys have a good time. Thank you. Thanks. Happy Moab. Here I am with Chris Corbett from Nitto Tire and we're out here at uh, the Easter Jeep Safari. And Chris, uh, Moab Easter Jeep Safari is huge to the Nitto Tire brand. You guys have an enormous enthusiast following. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the tires you guys have out here and what you're doing to uh, to, um, hang out and you almost um, melted down right there. I love it. How many beers are you in? Uh, right I might have point? been in a couple beers at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might get a little sloppier as it goes on. <laughs> well, I, hey, I was at an industry party. I was working and uh, trying to have a little bit of fun. Oh, dude, I would be I would be a mess at this point. You're already <laughs> oh three interviews God. deep. Yeah, I was trying to stay to uh, to stay good, but uh, yeah, Nitto is uh, huge out here. Uh, they do their own enthusiast trail ride with all Nitto tires, and they you know obviously big on social media and Facebook and all. 
all that stuff. And um, it's it's pretty cool to see their presence here as well. So being able to corner Chris and, and talk to him for a few minutes was a good deal. Uh, yeah, look, Sean, th- this has been our uh, probably 20th year, maybe 18th, 19th, 20th year out here with Nitto Tire. Uh, we always looked forward to Easter Jeep Safari and coming out and kind of reconnecting with our customer base, uh, our consumers that, uh, you know, buy both our trail grappler, our new ridge grappler, mud grappler, um, and even we see a lot of our all-terrain terror grapplers out here. So every year at Easter Jeep Safari gives us a chance to kind of come out, uh, reconnect. Um, we just spend some time with our great brand partners, get to hit the trail. Uh, you know, we have the vendor show in town. So it's, it's always a good, good event that we look forward to and one that, you know, uh, you know, every year, I mean, it's uh, it's a week long. It's a long time, but, you know, I'd say it's a ton of fun, and we come away out of here with a lot of great uh, feedback and information. So, yeah, yeah it, you're right. It's, it's a long week, but it goes by so fast because we're all out here having fun. We're all enthusiasts. Um, what does Moab mean to you personally? I mean, you've been coming out here for a long, 20th long time. 20th year, I realized. Wow. Okay. Yeah, 20th year. So I was reminded by a friend of mine that uh, came out with me in 2008 uh, that it's 2018 yeah right <laughs> so um that's kind of hard i mean that's uh it's been fun to see the the uh kind of ebbs of tithes of moab uh to see the tj kind of hit and anchor that was my you know the tj was, yeah, that your was number one right? right yeah um and then to watch the the jk which was how, which one? And you by know, the way, back, lightning, the JK if you came are out of- hearing the thumping in the background, uh, we were actually standing near the coolers where all the beer was. <laughs> of course <laughs> so you that's, are. That's actually people uh, grabbing a beer out of the cooler and then slamming the top. So what were, they, what, were they, what were they serving? What kind of beer? I just I want. I'm, uh, I'm it was curious. you know it was Coors, uh, Bud Light, and uh, Corona. Oh, was it sponsored or just whatever? Oh, well, people yeah, it's, it's sponsored uh, by uh, by a few companies. Uh, but uh, it's in this uh, – this guy is known – we call him Grandpa here in Grandpa's Garage. So he has a huge backyard, and we have this industry party every year in his backyard, which is really it's cool. It's in a dude's backyard. Yeah. It sounded like so – Well, it sounded 300 so people. I'm thinking like a big white tent, you know, pre-Oscars <laughs> no. party, that whole thing. And it's in a dude's backyard with a couple like – uh, like a couple fire pits and uh, yeah, exactly. or, or I'm picturing like trash cans with with trash bags and a bunch of ice and beers yes. thrown in time in in uh, in 07 when the economy was starting to slide down it and then, saved the whole industry and and there were some bad years with Easter Jeep there yeah. was uh you know there was a ghost town at Easter Jeep here in, in 08 09 and then you know we came back around into 2010 11 and then to see the amount of jails here in 2018 um, you know, 10 years later, almost identically, it's, it's, you, you feel that the industry's on the right track. Yeah. You feel like, uh, that people are spending money. The town's growing. Um, people are coming. Yeah. Yeah. Recreational, you know, recreational outdoor is on an upswing yeah. and, and not only just with the Jeep market, you see it with the UTV market, you see it with, uh, you know, full the mountain bikers, too. the full size yeah. trucks, yeah. like everything's on an upswing. So yeah. Oh, th- times are, times are good right now. Well, yeah, I hope they keep uh, motoring on. So. Well, you know, you guys are one of the companies that has a, a great product. So as long as you keep churning out great products and engaging with your enthusiasts, I think uh, Nitto is going to be in a good position. So hope you guys enjoy the rest of your uh, your week out here at Moab. Thanks, Sean. All right, take care. And by the way, I mean, if you were listening, you, there's a lot of beer being grabbed out of coolers. During I that could interview. hear the I could hear all the ice being slushed from one side <laughs> to the other. Slush, slush, <laughs> clunk, slush, yeah. slush, clunk. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone really was paying attention to that until we called it out. But now they're like, yeah, right. I, I can't not hear the background. Interviews. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm out here at uh, Moab Easter Jeep Safari with Rory, our super fan from the podcast. And I was standing okay, so here. This is awesome. 
you know Rory. He he I, says that he has stalked you uh, over over uh, the last year. Now people don't know Rory, but Rory was on television for what I don't know five six years as part of uh, West Coast Customs. Yeah, he was um, he was the the grunt around the office that the peon he got picked on all. And the he's time. a hilarious dude in person too, right? And he I mean, is funny, really really a cool guy. I got to spend some time out with him at uh, uh, King of the Hammers, stayed in yeah. his motorhome. And by the way, his <laughs> motorhome on the outside looks shaky at best. <laughs> but on the inside, spick and span, no problem. So, right. uh, no, that was, he's an interesting character. And, we're, you know, this is your typical industry party in the evening, and I hear, hey, hey, you! And I turn around, uh, Rory, talk about the podcast. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, we'll bleep you out. Oh, it, it's, 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 it's funny as It's funny as <laughs> yeah, you know what do you like about it? What should Jay and I do better? What do we suck at? Uh, you know, right now, I, I remember the first thing he said we're going to reduce the suckage or something of like that. Yeah. So you guys have been doing a good job at reducing the suckage. All right, good, good. Uh, you know, as long as you don't put anybody I hate on your show, I think we're cool. You know, that's, that's my personal preference. Okay, so we'll run the guest by you first. Um, let's be honest: better host, Jay or myself? How dare you ask that? What a what a dick question to put Thank someone you. that we both know in that position. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, here it's we go. It's so awesome. I'm going to have to give it up to my boy Jay, dude. I'm going to have to give it up to him. Oh, oh. best question ever. Right, ladies oh, gentlemen, yeah, ladies right. I'm glad you asked that question. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you, I'm glad you approved because there right. are more questions with other oh, people. Oh, no. Here you, go. He's not even here, and I'm going to edit this out. I think you should go with me. You know, you get paid to provide content. His job is to deliver it, you know. Ooh. All right. All right. So, uh, okay, okay, uh, super okay. fan Rory of Jay. Yes, of Jay. Like, <laughs> but I've been listening to him since, like, you know, I was two on the radio, you know. I know. People, I, don't, really, people don't really understand he's 60 years old. <laughs> uh, no. He also not cool, by the way. Not, <laughs> You're welcome. Not cool. I'm not freaking 60 years old. And he's like 12. You know, they don't know that. Hates <laughs> Waffle House, long walks on the beach, and he has a tail. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I understand all these things. Um, and you still like him better than me. Well, I don't know. You're making me think about it now that you're reminding me of all those things at one time. And if you condense it all into one time and you don't think about it sporadically, it does sound make him sound like a crappy person. Uh, so yeah, I'm actually going to default to you because the first story you told what? Come on now! What are you doing with him? You can just—you're manipulating his his, his uh, opinion. I was. Ridiculous. But he was drinking. So, and, you know, so I, was I. the inside joke you said lightning has a tail. All right, so that's right. another DJ on the radio station <laughs> that I used to work at. Who uh, everyone says has tail. You guys are like in other parts of the country. Like I don't even get these. Inside they don't jokes. get it. It's it's yeah. Don't it's don't totally no more inside jokes in our show unless unless we have a segment called the inside joke. We can't, we can't, we can't. It's kind of a, it's not a cool. Told me it was really entertaining, and I'm gonna let you save that for a podcast if you're even allowed to talk about that on the air. Uh, Remind us which story it is so that I can tell Jay that we need to talk about it. The one with the catheter and people stepping on yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good desert racing thing. We definitely, uh, we definitely need to cover that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you should cover right. that in detail. All right. Well, uh, not awesome. Not too many details. Not too many details. Oh, just that, enough so you can get, you, just enough so you can't unring the bell. Yeah. <laughs> All right, right on, man. Thanks for coming up and giving us some feedback on the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, you heard it here, Jay and listeners. I'm the better co-host. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good job, guys. <laughs> All right, so uh, a friend of mine, Sean Gibson, uh, Gibson Exhaust, just walked up, and it turns out he's also a uh, fan of the podcast. So uh, he walked up. He's like, dude, I listened to you on the way out. 
Yeah, man. After a 12-hour drive, I need to listen to something. And you know what? Why not listen to some truck-related stuff? I mean, you guys, it was pretty awesome. I enjoyed it. I mean, you guys really hit it off. And I love how you talked about, you know, a lot of the older days, back yeah. in the days. That's you know, kind of where we all came from. Yeah, I mean, you and I go way back, probably 15 years or so when I was at Truckin' Magazine. And I remember we were doing river poker runs, and your family business was, like, one of our stops. I remember, yeah, you guys stopped. We were, like, all trying to figure out how to get on the roof, yeah, get all yeah. the right photos. Yeah. And then weren't we going to, um, what was it, Phoenix, I think? Phoenix, yeah. We did the Firestone Raceway at Phoenix for one of our uh, trucking nationals. Yeah, that was when we uh, thought it was a good idea to take one of our lifted Chevys back in on 44s <laughs> and drive it all the way out there, towing the sand car and stuff behind <laughs> it just to look cool. Oh, my God. We were talking about one of our episodes about lifted trucks, towing stuff, and we're like, no, you want to lower dually. Yeah, we had like a 40-inch long drop hitch that we made for it with like tie rods and rod ends. Go- By the way, I had one of those on my truck too. You remember that thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's a total true yeah, story. I, was, I, mean, I, I doubt it was DOT approved. Yeah, or, right? I mean, it was wild back then. I think, I think everything's like so much more mellow now. I feel like we got away with a lot more back then. I used to roll around in my trucks with a vehicle code book. And little post notes on all the stuff they could get me through. So when they pulled me over, I walked out with the one. Okay, so which one do you want? (laughs) So uh, you guys are still around here in Corona, California. And uh, tell us a little bit about the business these days. You know, we're just rocking and rolling. Uh, Still manufacturing performance exhaust for all the trucks, cars, SUVs. Um, We're out here at Moab with our new JL and trying to come out here and beat on our exhaust and smash on it and make sure that when you guys say you beat on it, we know you're at least running it real hard, so we'll just warranty it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have a great warranty too, right? Yeah, no, we stand behind all of our products. I mean, we put our last name on it. We want to make sure that it lives up to what we expect it to do. I mean, all of our R&D vehicles are our own personal vehicles, and I mean, we tend to run our things fairly hard and have a lot of friends that will beat on <laughs> yeah, for us, too, yeah, you I mean, including you. I'm sure yeah. you beat on a few oh, of our yeah. products. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's all worth it. I mean, it's it's fun. We're still, you know, we got over 4,000 applications. And yeah, headers. that's crazy. That's a crazy catalog right there. Well, you know, the power sports stuff's been going big for us, too. Yeah. I mean, we build, like, that sand car-inspired, like, dual exhaust. Like, it's it's fun. I mean, come on, come on, Sean. If it wasn't fun, I mean, why would you still, why would you be still doing this, right? Yeah, right. I mean, it's, this is this is still a dream job. Uh, you get to do and talk about trucks every single day. No no two days are different. I mean, the people would love Or maybe love even to no two stuff. days are alike. I think I was two beers, maybe more deep at that point <laughs> and you can hear the crowd getting progressively louder too <laughs> yeah i mean i get to build all the new stuff and you know get all of our ideas on paper and try new things and you yep. can take all those new ideas and let everybody see it and talk exactly. about it and and put it to the test and be the third party saying okay yeah no these guys really are legit or no yeah. we, we broke their stuff don't tell anyone <laughs> yeah so and then you guys just make it better yeah no we, we try i mean we want to build stuff for practical things i'm not building stuff for race cars yeah. i'm building stuff for the stuff that that tows your race cars exactly. or your toys that yeah. just going to get out there. I mean, we're not going to overbuild this thing and charge you more than what you should. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> they're daily drivers. They're built to, built to last and go hundreds of thousands of miles. So appreciate you uh, being a fan of the podcast. And, I, you know, I didn't find you. You came up to me. It's awesome. I'm like, people are that I've known for a long time. Like, dude, you guys are awesome. But I, I asked Rory the same thing. I have to ask you, who's the better co-host? No, you didn't. <laughs> no, why but, are you doing this? I was this? drinking because it was funny. Sorry, Lightning. Oh! Oh, No, no, no. Not cool. That's two to zero, by the way. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, You heard it here first. Right on, man. Thanks for uh, for chatting with us. Have a great week. All right, man. Thank you. I'll be listening. Wait till I have 
the roaming microphone. <laughs> we'll see how things go, Mr. So I'm here with Mike from Hellwig, and we're out here at Eastern Jeep Safari, obviously. And uh, Hellwig, you guys do a ton of suspension stuff, airbags and sway bars and all the really important things that every one of these guys is towing their Jeep out here with a full-size pickup truck. But you also do Jeep stuff as well. So there's a lot of lot of customers using your product out here. Oh, definitely. And a lot more that need to be using it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah right. I mean, we... Uh, we've got a no saggy bottoms policy, and I can't tell you how many trucks I've seen on the road up here around town that got the saggy bottom blues yeah. that really just need some help. They need some airbags. They need some helper spray. <laughs> By the way, saggy bottom blues. Dude, that's so funny. Aren't they opening for uh, somebody this week? Yeah, they're opening for uh, Dr. Dre, yeah, at the, the main stage of Coachella. <laughs> uh, we flat-towed a JKU Jeep all the way out from California here. I've done it with and without a rear sway bar, and it's a night and day difference. And what's your tow vehicle? Uh, tow vehicle is a is actually a Sarah Morrison's. Oh, my tow vehicle is actually a, a 2017 F250. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was for the way out. That's without yeah. a sway bar. Okay. Uh, the way back is actually our operator F350. That yeah. We'll be towing it backward. Uh, but uh, that was they, one of your uh, was a SEMA build. Yeah, the operator was our SEMA build for 2017. Yes, yeah. sir. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, also for the Jeeps, we do front and rear sway bar. We do a quick disconnect sway bar up front. Uh, a lot of the Jeep guys, I know the misconception. I'm, I'm an off-roader myself. I'm a Land Rover guy, so I live on the okay. dark side. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, a weirdo. Yeah, super weirdo. <laughs> uh, everybody wants to give up their 80%, 85% of their on-highway driving for the flexibility. Right. Put a front sway bar on that thing. Lock it up for the road. It drives like a race car. You get on the, the dirt, and you can actually disconnect it and flex like you're supposed to. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you guys make great products. Made in the USA. You guys are up in uh, Central California? Yeah, we manufacture by Cellular California. Huge fan of your show. We love it. We, we can't can't wait for more to come. Wow. That's awesome. So uh, yeah. I'm asking everybody who actually has heard the podcast so far, who's a better co-host, myself or Lightning? No, oh, what, what, dude, <laughs> dude, you're not allowed to drink anymore. <laughs> so I just, not, I had to know. interviews. All right. We'll okay, see. fine. Here's, here's uh, going to go three to zero. I get it. You know what? I heard, I heard this story before and uh, I I like your uh, I like your quick inserts. All right, it's, it's, I'm not gonna say he's carrying the show, but he's, right. he's more vocal All right. in the show. So it's too soon to tell. <laughs> I'm gonna give I'm, that a draw. I feel I'm like on it's... the fence. I'm on the fence. I'm All on right. the fence. Well, how about this? You yeah, keep listening, you're... and we'll see if we can get less sucky. I'll keep listening. You bring me on the show, and I'll tell you guys in person who's right. the better one. All right, deal. Love it. All right, awesome. Thanks for coming on. Have a great uh, week here, at Moab. Thank you very much. How are you right. doing? So, so yeah, so we'll we'll have him on the show, and uh, he can talk sway bars and uh, decide which one of us is better. Hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here I am with Sarah Morrison. Uh, so for those of you who enjoyed our counterman confessionals with uh, Dale Thomas, this is actually Dale's boss. We talked about his uh, his bosses. Well, I found Sarah here in Moab, and hey, Sarah, great to see you. Great to see you, too. So, uh, wow, Moab, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, trying to do cool sh- Okay. Can I say that? Yeah, well, we'll, <laughs> we'll just beep you out. It's, it's totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we just came out here to... Um, do some off-roading and show what we can do and enjoy and meet a whole bunch of people in the industry. So Yeah, this is a great place because it's sort of like SEMA for the off-road crowd. Yeah, it's the important people at SEMA. <laughs> That's I'm right. I didn't say that out loud, did I? No, you, you want me to bleep that out too? Yeah. <laughs> off the record. Yeah, off the record. I don't think anybody's listening to our show, so you're fine. There may be one or two people. We'll just tell them to ignore that. Got it. So so uh, you're one of the uh, co-owners of LGCTS. Yes. And uh, tell us a little bit about the business because we've heard from Dale, your employee, the counter guy. Guy, but look, tell us a little bit about how you became involved in, in the shop and, and how that all came to be. Okay, um, so my parents started the company in 82, and basically my sister and I just grew up being around a shop all the time, yeah. and 
going off-roading and doing all the stuff with my mom and dad. And then um, when I was 16, I started working there and been there ever since. So yeah, right? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how old I am now, but a long time ago. <laughs> 16 was a long time ago. <laughs> so how's your week been so far? Uh, it's been pretty good. Today, I uh, I broke my um, track bar on my Jeep, but no. it's all fixed and back together, so um, not too bad. I was on my third trail, so we did a run yesterday and then a night run with Vision X, and then today we did the Four Parts one, so it was cool. All right, well, that sounds like a pretty eventful week so far. When do you guys go back? Um, either Saturday or Sunday or... So you guys are here for the long haul. Monday, yeah. <laughs> Whatever feels Whatever good. Whatever feels good, yeah. Well, well, you got Dale running the shop, so you don't need to hurry back, yeah. right? no. Under control, you know. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, so good to see you out here, and thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and uh, joining the Truck Show podcast. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, I just found my old friend Carter Reed here from BDS uh, out at the Easter Jeep Safari, and Carter, you're out here. You guys are showing off your product. Yeah, you're meeting with consumers. Like, talk about Moab and, and BDS with me. I mean, Moab growing up. <laughs> and i knew when i recorded i'm like i probably should start ending these now <laughs> maybe i well, we need a, a segment called drunk sean or drunk can, can, or what? can he talk about bds <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so it's cool working for a company where we get to come out every year we get to be part of easter jeep safari um you know i'm pumped we got jail product but who are we talking about? Oh, this is the guy from BDS, right? You know what BDS stands for, right? Uh, well, we're going to get to that because yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> Go ahead. Because I didn't before this interview. Hang, hang, ah, hang, okay. Hang tight. Yeah, everyone's, right? got, everyone's got JL products yeah. here. So um, we've got a lot of kits that are coming to market we're real excited about. Um, but, you know, that's the PR side of it. So, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> what are some of the truck stuff that you're working on right now? We're, we, you, you've seen us. We're always yeah, yeah. big on the trucks. Always. Um, <laughs> and we love to you know put our money where their mouth is and actually wheel and abuse, you know, abuse them and uh, – so Super Duty stuff, you know, 17, 18 Super Duty are just killing it these days. So yeah, I feel uh, like every Super Duty that I've seen lately, especially the ones out here, everyone's lifted. Everyone's lifted, and uh, I mean, it's an awesome truck. Yeah, you know, it's just they refined it, they refined it, yeah. and just like all the, the chassis, so stiff yeah. now, it allows you to make better suspension. Yes. Um, so we're offering everything from two inch kits all the way up to eight inch kits, you know, coilovers, all that stuff, four link. Um, I mean, that's what I towed out with. I, yeah. I had a Super Duty on 40s. Yep. With a eight inch long arm coilovers, towing a big trailer and got out here and now i'm wheeling it so it's just it's it's fun to take my tow rig and uh, see what it'll do so let's talk about bds i mean you guys have one of the best warranties in the business you've been around a long time talk to us a little bit about where bds is today yeah so uh how did you how do you know anything about their warranty policy uh because they have always had this no fine print warranty i think they were one of the very first uh suspension companies that basically had a uh, no questions asked if you break it they'll fix it which is pretty cool Interesting. Well, BDS yeah. started, you know, uh, 22 years ago. Uh, yeah. Back then, we went by Big Dick Suspension. And, you know, just, <laughs> There's a great story behind that, too, right? Really? Yes. Yes. And, in fact, if I remember correctly... Big Dick a, Suspension. Right. And I believe they're early ads. And I'm, try, I'm, I'm remembering this, like, third hand at the moment. Uh, I should find out for sure. I believe the magazines back in the day when they tried to advertise told them that they couldn't say Big Dick Suspension in it. And that's why they call themselves BDS. Who owned the company? Was his name uh, Dick? No. no. <laughs> I feel I like in the 80s, there were so many of like, remember there was the Bad Boy Club, the clothing line, and there was uh, Black Fly sunglasses and it was all strippers. It's like, yeah, who's that? <laughs> it was just all that super bro. Before there was bro, yeah. they were like pre-bro. Uh, agree, <laughs> pre-bro. yeah. I don't, I don't think yeah. you get a pre-bro. Is that like uh, before or after the, uh, the crustacean period or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right after that is pre-bro. Yeah. 
that we'll okay. get into that later. <laughs> um, but so these days we go by BDS. Um, yeah, we're uh, we have that you know no you know no fine print warranty. Put your money where your mouth is. If you're the original purchaser and find a way to break our part, we don't care. We'll replace it. Um, so we've stuck with that. It's worked really well for us. Uh, I mean, there's the gimmick side of it that a lot of companies have tried to tag on over the years, but we, we stand behind it. You know, we, we want to support the original purchaser. We want to see what you can do with it, and uh, it's worked out well for us. Yeah, so let's talk about full-size invasion. You guys are a part of it. That's where a bunch of people, kind of the anti-Jeep crowd, come with their full-size rigs and wheel. I don't know if I'd call it anti-Jeep. I mean, it's... It's, they don't hate Jeeps, but they're they, like, hey, they I, I am a truck guy, and I'm out here yeah, wheeling on the Jeep trails with... Do, yeah. And they do welcome anybody. Yeah. So Absolutely. They'll, they'll have the Jeeps out there. They'll have everything from a mid-sized truck up to stuff like we do, like the tow rig that still, <laughs> still has to go you know, 2,000 miles yeah, back home. home. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it, I'm not going to say we, we take every bypass, but you know, if... <laughs> if uh, if something's gonna happen, yeah, we might <laughs> still gotta it. drive it home. We gotta realize we're still gonna take it home. I mean, a couple years ago, we uh, we might have jumped one of the trucks. Um, and, uh, might have, might have uh, about six feet in the air. And uh, those dodges, the older dodges, the axle's not what they used to be. Yeah, yeah, there's <laughs> so, that. Uh, yeah, so we did pretzel it. And, uh, so Smiley face, right? Yeah. So by the time we got home, uh, we had to get two dune tires. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's just it's it's having fun. It's, yeah, it's part of the fun. Know, I mean, that's yeah. key, right? It's yeah. just it's all of us out so, here and. There's definitely the wheeling side of it. Yep. Um, you know, we love getting the media because we use it throughout the year. Um, and the product development side of it too. I mean, product, you guys are proving yeah, your product parts. development, and then there's also for all the industry people. I mean, it's the network yeah. side. When we've seen, we've talked about it with other interviews tonight. This is like the SEMA for the off-road crowd. It is. It is. I mean, it's 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 not all about the glam. It's, yeah. You know, yeah, it's not just <laughs> hanging out at the convention center. We're out on the trails during the day, and then we're fortunate to have these industry parties tonight. Yeah. We can get together and talk about our yeah. days and yeah. stuff. It's really awesome. So, yeah. All right, Matt. Appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for coming on the uh, the podcast, and have a great uh, great week wheeling. Definitely. Let's go grab a beer. All right, man. <laughs> you don't need another beer at that point. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I'm like, well. <laughs> All right, so here I am with my buddy Andy Lilenthal from Warren, and you guys may know Warren. Warren Winch is obviously a great name in the off-road world, both trucks and Jeeps, and, and uh, Andy's out here with the brand, and we went on a run the other day with you guys. It was... It- I have a question for you, Holman. How many people um, have winches that don't use them? What would you say the percentage is? Uh, 90%. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's funny because it's like one of those things that, uh, you know, everybody has. They want to have it on their bumper because your bumper's not complete without a winch. And everybody has the whole idea of I'm going to be in the middle of nowhere someday and I may need to pull myself out. But the reality is it's sort of a badge of honor for people not to pull the winch cable, which we kind of talk about in this interview. But also, um, I think, you know, the vehicles are so capable these days, you don't need it as much. But for anybody who ventures out in the Outback, you should absolutely have a, a winch. And, uh, you know, it's a good way to end our interviews because it's Moab, right? There's rock crawling, which is our uh, winches are used out here. Indeed. It was awesome. Uh, how's Moab going? Tell us a little bit about what you guys are up to these days. Yeah, Moab is going great as usual. You know, it's fantastic to be out here. It's always a, it's a great place to see our fans. It's a great place to meet new fans and possibly new customers. I personally just uh, I drove from Portland, Oregon, down to Phoenix, Arizona, uh, for the JP Dirt and Drive, and uh, we did that. Uh, went from Phoenix to Flagstaff, Flagstaff to Kienta, Kienta to Moab, and then uh, we did a run on Monday with our fans, our Warren fans, social media trail ride, which is great. Awesome. Had about. Uh, I got to, you know, listen, I don't know how, how many industries do this, but the automotive aftermarket industry is so down for their fans, unlike anything else. You know, I came from, 
from from other other industries that I've dabbled in, nothing gets in the mix like the automotive aftermarket. Well, These and especially just... the off-road guys. And I have kind of a theory about that, especially when it comes to the off-road side of the house is, is you know, in a lot of places, uh, a lot of different industries, you're not relying on anybody to save your life. But if you're out in the middle of nowhere off-roading and something breaks, that next guy who comes on the trail might be the guy that saves your life, whether he has water or tools or parts or whatever it is to get you back on the road. So I think there's something inherent with uh, with off-roaders where you want to take care of each other, and it's really a community. I think that shows in the way the companies and industry are. There's not a lot of, uh, of if you will, bad people. You know, There's a lot of great people, and it's a really fun place to be. Well said. 15 rigs. Uh, Jesse Combs showed up. Shannon Campbell showed up. It was fantastic. It's a great way to bring in a whole bunch of new people. And, and They're really, pulling in the big dogs. Uh, but it, you know what? It's fantastic because these people are our fans, and without yeah. our fans, we're nothing. You know, the, yeah. the customer's the boss of all of us, and uh, it's awesome to be able to hang out with, uh, with people that really like our product a lot. So, And then today we had our, our, our uh, Friends of Warren Run, where we have about 40 vendors and friends of Warren. We haven't had, we even had four four Jeeps from Norway. I don't know if you've That's heard about crazy. these guys or not, but they uh, BG Nor, which is our dis, uh, distributor in, in Norway, these dudes shipped over, I think, four CJs. Wow. They put them in a shipping container last June and just oh my they had to take the roll bars off. They took the tires off the wheels and pushed them in on the rims. And they're out here wheeling Moab. They got just crazy, right? They've got Norwegian plates on. The, on the, <laughs> That's they're, awesome. They're speaking Norwegian, dude. It's great. Dude, it's funny. I was looking at the analytics for our podcast, and we actually have like three people in Norway who are listening. I wonder if it's them. Oh, I'm sure both <laughs> of them are listening right now yeah, too. Right? Yeah. Awesome. So what's uh, what's new with Warren? And and obviously JL's big news: the yep. JT pickup truck yep. is coming out. There's mm-hmm. Ranger coming out. Mm-hmm. You've got the new Chevy and Ram half ton. So what are you guys working on to uh, to get ready for all the new trucks coming out? Yeah. So we literally just came out with our uh, JL uh, winch mount. So that's going to be a, a winch carrier that mounts on the factory Rubicon steel bumper, the optional bumper. Uh, so that just bolts right in. You can put a, uh, a Xeon uh, or a number of our other winches in there with zero grill interference, no airflow issues. And we're the only people offering a, a capacity up to 12,000 pounds right now uh, for the for the JL. Awesome. So right now we have a JL, full-on JL winch bumper on our JL. How many times can he say JL in this well, interview? It, it is Moab, and if you listen, you <laughs> basically hear JL like in every other word in everybody's conversation. So I thought about turning it into I feel a like, drink. yeah, this is like a drinking game, yeah. Yeah, but at this point, I didn't need to be drinking anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> JL, which is a prototype, but that should be hitting the streets here fairly soon. Uh, it's got integrated light ports. It's got a, 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 a grill guard. And like I said, it'll it'll accommodate a host of different Warren winches. So uh we're, uh, we're definitely ramping up for JL. It's We know it's huge. Um, we've already seen a ton of them at Moab. It's incredible yeah. for a vehicle that's only been out a, a couple, couple of months. months. Yeah, there uh, must be 100 I've seen yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. We're still pushing our ascent line. Uh, we're coming out with new applications all the time. Uh, we have our semi-hidden kit and uh, hidden kit applications for a new 4Runner and, and Tacoma. But, hey, we're at Jeep Safari, so we're talking Jeeps, right? So, um, yeah, it's uh, all kinds of stuff. We're always innovating, always coming out with new products. Uh, you know, lots of stuff. All of our bumpers and stuff are made in America. Uh, our winches are, most of those are assembled right there in Clackamas, Oregon. We've got 300 yeah. people. Amazing in- facility, by the way. I mean, I, I've been there yeah. before uh, to see you guys build the OE Power Wagon winches yeah. and all the other stuff you, you do. You and, and what's rad about that place is you have raw materials coming uh, in one door. By the door. way, did you notice the mention yeah. of rad? Rad. Rad. Got your rad right there. Uh, it was nice because it was it, it, you shoehorned it in between all the JLs. 
<laughs> and you have finished product going out the other. You guys are doing cutting your gears there and your powder coating. Yep. And and one of the things that I'm most interested in just being a gearhead is that you guys have World War II machinery there that's just amazing to watch these old lathes and stuff work. And it's it's some of the last working that vintage, but because they're so precise and built so well, you still use them today to manufacture your winches. Yeah, that's exactly right. So we have a product called a it's called a Wickman. And if you look at it, it looks like a giant Gatling gun. Yeah. And uh, but you put raw steel rod in there, and it cuts it, and you basically end up with a metal donut afterwards. And then you take that and you spline it, and uh, yeah, it's we're cutting all that right here in America. And yeah, the technology dates back to World War II. And some of these uh, some of these machines you would have found on a machine shop, like on a gunship or a battleship or an aircraft carrier from yeah. World War II. But we've modernized them with CNC stuff and. Uh, is there's nothing better at this point. So, yeah. you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, you know, you guys make awesome products. Thank and it, you. It's great to go wheeling with you the other day. And, and hopefully you have the, the rest of your week is successful and you have fun. And, uh, you know, for me, a lot of people have winches, but they never use it. I'm not afraid to pull the winch cable. That's why Good. we have it, right? Good. You know, we, we get these people every now and then, and there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but they're saying, hey, you know, I've got a 16.5 TI on the front of my whatever it is. And I'm like, hey, that's awesome. And they say, yeah, well, uh, Never pulled the cable on it. Hope I never have to. And I was like, well, just make sure you know how to use it yeah. before you have to. Yeah. Pull the cable. It's okay, everybody. Yeah, it's, it's okay. There's yeah. no shame in pulling the witch yeah. cable. And, you know, we're, the other thing we're really excited about this year is this is our 70th anniversary. So we started out in 1948, uh, came out with locking, actually more like unlocking hubs right. for, you know, old World War II Jeeps. Yeah. And you guys are still OE on the Super Duty for the hubs on there as well, right? Yes. That's a, there's a, been a little bit of a change there. Um, that's Warren Automotive okay. now. Yep. So uh, a company has a split back in November, but, okay. uh, but that's Warren Automotive. Um, but, yeah, so 70 years. Uh, we've got some cool swag at Easter Jeep Safari. We're kind of kicking it off here. Uh, the celebration, we've got some awesome limited edition swag, hats, T-shirts, hoodies, uh, gear, decals. So uh, if anybody's listening, going to be here during Jeep Safari on Thursday and Friday at the vendor show, stop on by. We've got some cool stuff. All right, I'll stop on by and get my stuff. Cool, do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Holman live from Moab, Utah. Thank you. Thank holding you. it down, interview after interview after smoking interview and juggling beers between them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kudos to you. You held it together, Thanks, my friend. Uh, yeah, that was that. that was solid. By the way, we're looking for your email. We want your questions for the Truck Show podcast. Hit us if you got a, I don't know, what are we looking for? Specific questions about particular vehicles or you've run into problems and you can't figure out how to fix things or what vehicles are coming up or I don't know. What are we looking for? Hey, send us your questions about trucks. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> Good show. All right. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Let's go. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Oh, oh. And don't forget to hit us up on our socials, Truck Show Podcast, on Facebook and Instagram. What he said. And give us five stars on iTunes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's more important than anything. Give us our five stars, baby. Come on. Five stars. Bring it on. And next week, our show, I'll be back in town. So uh, we'll have a normal show and uh, hope you'll still come back. Yeah. I mean, listen, listen, let's be honest. We recorded this thing at midnight. <laughs> I mean, yeah. talk about punchy. Oh, dude. Seriously? <laughs> I, I'm going to pass out in my chair. But we got we it done. It. Hey, listen, we love our audience. We did not want to miss a week, so on very short notice, Jay and I put this remote together, and we it's made a show. It's lightning. God damn it. God damn it. See? <laughs> me. <laughs>
<laughs> I think uh, we're getting punchy. Uh, yeah. All I'm right. going to go to bed now. Good night. Bye-bye, Truck Show Podcast listener. <laughs>